Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrewer, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Peter Coghill, Chris Ragg and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And this week, we're discussing which is the most annoying insect. Uh, Nick, which is is the most annoying insect? Um, It's summer now. It is. And a time of insects. There's only going to be two on this, aren't there? But anyway, keep going. No, no, no. Well, I've got at least three. But um, I was relaxing in my living room the other day, um, reading the paper or something, and... um, being slightly half drifting off to sleep. Yes. And oh, then nice. yes. uh, a housefly <gasps> comes in. Really big one, you know, that really annoying thing of like it would go for a bit. And then and just as I would get up to kill it, it would disappear and yeah. switch its cloaking device. Did on. it find a window, though? No, well, the, it was still. It's obviously did it, had not did listened it to our bugger it. You put yeah. the flipping windows up, open the windows, the idiot doesn't get out of it but the, you know and every time every time i got up to determine to kill it um it would literally do that thing where it would put its cloaking device on it would be over by that window and i'd walk up to that window and as soon mm. as i got there it would suddenly drop below the window and disappear mm. um there was no following it and and you know it drove me i, I thought at that time houseflies are the worst i absolutely yeah. hate them mm. um but is it are houseflies the worst or is there a worse insect out there i don't know so I think this is a two-minute podcast. Right. Houseflies are not the worst. Um, they're up there, but surely it's got to be a, a, a big competition between the big beasts here, which is the mosquitoes and the wasps. Well, let's... Chris, uh, Peter? Well, well, I've sort of designed a, uh, a framework to to, to judge things I, by. I, yeah. So we, we, we're, we're going for annoying, right? Well, so yeah, not, we might not, want to drill into what that yeah, means. So it's, so it's not it's not like being deadly or being uh, anything else is well, annoying. Well, I, I think deadliness would, if, if houseflies were deadly, I think they would be more annoying. Uh, well, I think deadliness, oh. actually, if the more deadly it is, the less annoying oh, it becomes okay. and the more well deadly it becomes, the more dangerous right. it becomes. Okay, yeah, that's I'm interesting. With Peter. I'm with Peter on that. So I've, got, I've got four scales. Four. Right, four. I've got four, four as well. Four dimensions yeah. to well, you've annoying got a, you've got a framework Oh, yeah, you've got well. to design a framework. You Chris, can't do you this without a proper, proper framework. framework. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm feeling like I'm the only <laughs> person is... sitting in the room without my duck. Yeah, get your framework out. Yeah. yeah well, this, is it, this is Alec Insights, remember? Here it this is. is. There we go. Got it. Yeah. Um, actually, before we carry That's on. That's about as much thought as I put into mine. Right. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to keep going? Well, let me describe my... My, cri- my my dimensions of annoyingness. Okay. So, and then maybe we can go around. But out of interest, Peter, is this just insects or could this be applied to any phenomenon? It could pretty much be applied to any phenomenon. Nice. All right. So yeah. I, you describe it. And as you describe it, I'm going to apply it to something mildly irritating, which is a moped. Okay. okay? Yeah. Um, okay. There are four dimensions. Dimension one. Called this temporal inappropriateness. Ah. Right. So this is this is when it tends to come in terms of, uh, this is just a, a linear scale, right? In terms of like when you least want it to come. So it, more annoying things come when you don't want yeah. them. Yeah, okay, right? well I reckon this is just, I'm out on the street and it's not that surprising. So this is probably a zero or one. Yeah, okay, yeah. right. Um, then I've called it uh, uh, tickliness is the next dimension. Ah. 
And um, oh, well, hang on, I, I think a moped isn't that tickly at all. Well, hold so on. I think that's a zero. How about no? Let Peter do his. I want to hear this. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm trialing it. Uh, well, yeah, but okay, well, maybe it doesn't apply to everything. All right. So tickl tickliness, right? It, so there's there's two ends of the spectrum. Um, there's there's sort of no tickly, and then there's the far end is discomfort. So it actually causes you pain, right? But in order to get the maximum score, you've got to be somewhere in. You've got to be in the middle. So there's a sort of normal distribution or something. Right, go, put, stick some insects on there. So what's, what's a, wasp, a tickly? A wasp tickle is a kind of yeah. So what's a sting? So if it's if it if it, so yeah a, a wasp thing or not, a hornet thing would be way up there, like a mosquito it doesn't actually hurt when it does it, but oh, that, and it lasts a long time that, as well. But, but yeah, I've got another dimension for that. So the fourth dimension, is, so basically tickliness is if it's sort of like how much how kind of sort of discomfort it causes mm. you without being painful. Does it have if to it be? Painful, does it have to be in the haptic? Sensory dimension, or could that apply well, yeah, also to noise, for example? I put, yeah, I've put tickliness in. I couldn't find a word for it, but it's like it's kind of like discomfort before it becomes painful. If it becomes, right. Right. that if has it be, to be physical. If it becomes painful, then it's not, it gets a low score. And if right. it's like if there's no if there's no unpleasant sensation, maybe it's unpleasantness. There's no if there's no unpleasant sensation, then you get a low score. But it's so it's got to be in that right. sort of sweet spot in the middle. Um, I'm getting a bit annoyed by this framework. Yeah, um, go anyway, keep going. Um, and then there's uh, unignorability <laughs> is the next dimension. Right. Okay. I think so, some of these might be aligned somehow. But anyway, go on. Yeah. So, um, so if you can't ignore it, obviously it's annoying. But if but but this is um, this is to do with how threatening it is, rather than okay. how how sort of noisy it is. Um, if there's no if there's no threat at all, obviously it's going to get a low score. But if it's deadly, then it goes on the deadly scale. So it's got to be somewhere again in this sort of sweet spot middle right, okay. to get a high score. Um, and then finally, we've got lingeringness. Yes, <laughs> this is how. I think Lauren... someone needs to work on the names of these dimensions. Yeah. But the lingeringness is how long the effect lasts for. Duration. So... I would go with duration for that one. <laughs> I, I like... prefer lingeringness. Okay. Uh, lingeringness. No, I like lingeringness. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I wanted to get. I've... Deliberately finding flippant names, anyway. Um, so this is like how long it lasts for. So a mosquito bite could last for days and be really quite itchy. Whereas a wasp thing, you might get over in a couple of hours. But if you if you if if it's deadly, is that like infinite duration then? If it's deadly, it gets a low score on the deadly scale. So but it might which be... one of these is the deadly scale? We've got we've got so we've got well, temporal it's, it's inappropriateness, tickliness, deadly, unignorability. De deadliness appears on unignorability. If it's deadly, it actually gets a very low unignorability score ah. because it's not annoying. It's okay. deadly. Can I just say I can see some little diagrams as well on yeah, your Yeah, this is <laughs> I'd say this is slightly curves. slightly baffling. And, yeah. Yeah. But, but an insight into Peter's mind. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just say also this is another one of those episodes where uh, um where it's, you know, uh, it's brutally revealed, you know, the difference between me and you lot. Um, well, and we'll get. We'll, I think anyway. we'll get. Look, but I, I don't think. But I think Peter shouldn't reveal the answers. No, yet. quite, quite. Okay, because um, I, I've got a few. Can I, yeah, go for it, Nick. Well, so I think I've tried to think about what annoyingness consists of. Peter's right. had a stab there with four things. We we might be able to do better by thinking about it for more than three minutes but let's uh let's let's have a look so if start with the things that people profess to find annoying right right so up there is chewing chewing noises um construction noises alarms going off um children screaming snoring that would be right up there for me uh slurping drinks what's this got to do with insects 
Because with the, uh, did you know the question is what's the most annoying insect? Correct. So we want to understand what annoying means to help answer that, right? Yeah, so therefore you don't even need to talk about children screaming unless they're being attacked right. by insects. These but... are things that people find annoying. Mm. Let us start with that and ask uh, what it is that unites yeah. them. Once we understand we know what, what insects makes, are. Yeah. We, so it's like if I said to you, okay, what's the reddest, you know, type of fruit? Uh, You'd need to say, what does red mean? And you might start by asking, what, what is it that unites red objects? And then yeah. formulate, okay, so... I should indulge you, keep going. Barking dogs, sniffing, dripping taps, and insects, right? So the insects are on that list. So let's, let's have a look at that and ask what it is. Well, first of all, they're noisy that you might think that's a theory perhaps mm. it's noisiness which mm. we're talking about but if you look at the loudest insects in the world um actually all of the loudest insects aren't ones that i don't think most people find annoying like cicadas which um quite a, like quite that. a pleasant noise quite atmospheric yeah. um they're usually a long way away from you up in a tree though well that's true but then you you also have um uh crickets mm. i didn't know this but you know in american in america they call them katydids what? Yeah, apparently it's because Katie did sounds a bit like the noise they make. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about, America? It wasn't what Jimmy Katie did, though, no, was it? Well, no. What's I, what poor Katie have to do with this? She didn't well, do it, Katie did I'm just, I'm just saying, I think it's only certain kinds of species of cricket, but, the, yeah. but it, it, apparently they do actually sound a bit like they're going, Katie did, Katie did, Katie did. Anyway, uh, and so we've essentially got crickets and locusts and cicadas are the noisiest, but they're not that annoying. So, you know, let's put that, Put a pin in that because um, it can't just be the volume. It's got to be something else about the noise. So then I, I looked at the most annoying, uh, it's a, an, another list of most annoying uh, sounds. So that's noises. But actually the ones that people say, say are the most annoying sounds are all something on a something, the top five. They are knife on a bottle, fork on a glass, chalk on a blackboard, <laughs> ruler on a bottle, and nails on a blackboard. <laughs> and then you've got, um, yeah, some of the other, like, squealing brakes on a bicycle and stuff. Female So scream. there is something that unites those. There's a, there's that sort of high-pitched sort of thing going on. I, I yeah. don't think I've got any idea what a ruler on a bottle sounds like. I've well, got, don't try I've it, had, Peter. <laughs> no, it'll never cause to bring it, the two things together. It'll, it'll cause you to go insane. Um, so some of the theories about what makes something irritating or annoying, I think key here and i think this is going to be important to understanding insect annoyingness mm. is unpredictability that to me is absolutely key right so things when our brains can fit something into a nice pattern um it's not it ceases to be intrusive right so i think that's why like the cricket noise yeah is almost white noise but if it isn't it's a sort of you know it's a rhythmic and and it's you, kind of, you've heard it once uh, right so and there, incidentally this is i've seen this theory advanced as to uh, to explain why it is that hearing one half of a phone call is much more annoying than hearing a full phone call because you cannot when you're hearing the conversation then both halves then it's there's nothing unpredictable happening but with the one half they'll say something then you won't know what's going to happen next and then they'll say something mm. completely different and and um so yeah so i think this unpredictability is is key so i'm i'm putting that down as one of the things we want to think about i don't know if are there many more there's a few other things okay. which i'll touch on but um, we'll we'll bring chris in but before we do i've got a prediction 
which I predict, and you must be honest, and I know you will be, I think even with all our different methods, we're all going to end up with the same things, even and but also mine as well. And mine will be a way quicker um, process. Process, yeah, yeah, and with the same, same result. Yeah, but that's because you're unreflectively just using intuition. No. Whereas we're trying to understand it. No. We're trying to drill. Yeah, we're trying to find no. a way that if you, you could hand a no. framework to an alien who's yeah. never seen an insect and say, judge these insects, no. put them in yeah. annoying order, no. it would work for them. We're no, you're all wrong. Universal. And the reason why is because you're, you're detached from either your emotions or your or your sensory perceptions, or probably both. I think you're detached from your sanity, Fraser. But well, well, he's detached from, he's just, he's operating at the kind of brute level of someone who merely <laughs> perceives the world and <laughs> thinks that's what it's like. Like an insect. Yeah, yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Whereas but, I think we're trying to drill beneath that and say, why have we evolved to find crickets? But, why, are, why are flies annoying, but crickets aren't, for example? But the so, intuition, it, I think Fraser's point uh, is that intuition is going to give you the it validates our framework in a sense right so like there's this black box which no, is Fraser's intuition your about your framework's what, validate my thing but anyway go yeah. on yeah we where we throw where we could throw things in we'd say right okay we scored them on our framework you know it, we've okay we've got this thing quite high annoying and then we give it to Fraser Fraser annoying or not annoying and he says oh yeah that's really annoying and we oh great okay our framework's working yeah. he's the he's yeah. the, so I'm like uh, a sum check well uh, yeah, yeah exactly our, you're the gold uh, standard of annoying our frameworks <laughs> if we put our frameworks together we'll be able to design the most annoying insect there could be yes. rather than having to choose from ones that are out Correct. there. Correct. Yeah. We can, but also, we can that, bypass evolution and go straight yeah but also we would be of use to for example the FBI well I can see that you've got something you want to lead to there but and, and, and but, but I don't, we don't have to straight away but no, exactly and i do you know i should stop being so combative because maybe we can work together on this and yeah um but chris i believe you have a framework as well well yeah i and I, i'll i'll pick up on that sort of uh, as as we as we go but um i was just going to come back to a couple of those things um that nick touched on of uh sound and um, unpredictability. So sound, that, that list that Nick gave of knife on a bottle, fork on a glass, etc. Um, that study, uh, they, they looked at um, activity in the amygdala uh, in, in the brain using um, functional MRI scanning while, uh, while they were basically playing, playing these noises to, uh, to people. And um, one of the things they established was that the noises themselves tended to be within a particular sound frequency, so between 2,500 uh, uh, 5, um, hertz. Uh, and so, like, you know, I was thinking about that and I was thinking, well, does that make sense for things that are a little bit higher pitch to be naturally annoying so the, the 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 naturally appearing things on that list are are the baby crying the female scream um and you would argue insects are in that in that bracket well so is, is it the case that those things are all things that need attend attendance in in some way um but then i thought well no actually because there are plenty of things that need attending like um you know like a bear's growl or an avalanche that you that you also need to uh, attend to and i think critical to the to, to the point which peter didn't get enough credit for i think at the beginning was it, he had a series of uh, of dimensions um but he was talking about a sweet spot within it's not a case of right okay we'll go higher and higher frequency and that gets more and more annoying well at some point obviously it 
disappears out of the audible range. But um, but but annoyance is definitely a sweet spot thing, right? Which is um, like if somebody cut your legs off, you wouldn't say, "Oh, that was annoying." You know, it would be it would be t too much. But if somebody kept sort of you know pulling your hair or pinching you or something, you'd be like, "That's annoying." So there's like all of the these things, I think. And then on on unpredictability. Um, I think, you know, the, the, the insects themselves, um, like one of the things about mosquitoes is their flying pattern is deliberately unpredictable, right? To evade predators or indeed they've, they've evolved to avoid slapping hands or tails or, mm. or you know, something trying to swat them. Um, and in order to do that, they have a unpredictable flying pattern they yeah. they um you know they they quickly uh, agilely move from left to right and that's why you get that sort of and then it d disappears and it kind of comes back again and you hear it getting a bit closer and then a bit further away and it's mm. um uh, it's it's um, and then it's like a doodle bug isn't it because it goes quiet and yeah. then you know yeah, they're on you yeah. and um, at that point you start thrashing around yeah, wildly I mean, they're, trying they're, to get it off all, you. like this this has been you know quite deeply studied because of malaria and things like that how to trap mosquitoes and and these things are um in, in, incredibly sophisticated for something that has a, obviously a tiny um cognitive capacity the flight strategies of a mosquito and the hiding strategies and so on are, are um, right yeah, in, incredibly sophisticated. Yeah. How many times have you been looking for a mosquito? Yeah, and it's right behind you on, yeah. on the bedboard. Right. In the so, so they they do have a hiding strategy of when you swap them, they go into a hiding mode. And um, yeah, anyway, so so I think unpredictability is is a big one, and that makes sense, you know, from the point of view of well, it's something that you can't just predictably leave to one side, right? Of like, okay, either it's doing this or it isn't doing this, and I know it's kind of it's demanding of your attention. In some I think way. there's a really I'm, there's a really intriguing thing here, which so a couple of thoughts. Firstly, We've bears. Not, yeah, go on. Bears are scarier than a mosquito, right? Yes. But I think so. I think I it's bet right. Mosquitoes kill more so, people. So, so just. Oh, not that again, the old anti-mosquito conspiracy theory. Yeah. Uh, did you know mosquitoes are more deadly than tiger? I don't care. I, I can put if up with a mosquito. A yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, that, uh, the, Would you rather fight one mosquito-sized bear or one? <laughs> well, well, <laughs> a million yeah. bear-sized Well, hold on, though, Nick. Before I hold on, can I finish my point? Whoa. So the point is that in actual physics, small things make higher-pitched noises than big things, right? Big things are going to kill you. Little things are going to irritate you. I think there's a matter of sort of, you know, you don't, you, most insects aren't going to kill you, but they're going to irritate you. Um, literally, they might give you a bite or a sting or something. So it makes sense that our response to those noises should be different. Our response to a deep growl should be fear. And our response to um, a high-pitched whine should be uh, some kind of other thing, which is actually, I need to, attends to this but it's not going to kill me and it's like the baby crying woman screaming both things that you need to pay attention to um but not scary right so i so i think i think it makes sense actually that there is a difference if when you lower the frequency you you end up with a different emotional response that that is explained by the evolutionary environment in a way but wouldn't it make sense therefore um you're you're all about being rational that um wouldn't it make sense if you were in Africa 100 years ago and you heard this that that you should be running faster away from that 
then you should be from, I don't know, an alligator. No, because, because you, you... Isn't it more dangerous? I don't know. What, an alligator? You, an alli- if you get eaten by an alligator, you're definitely dead. But if you get bitten by a mosquito, you might have malaria, and even that might but not gonna be. But there's going to be probably a higher volume of mosquitoes after you than there are alligators. Well, I, I suppose what I'm saying is the response is different. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The response is sure. different. And um, and so it makes... I, I think it, there... I don't know. I feel like Chris has raised this kind of challenge, which is, well, why why don't we find the sound of a bear irritating? But actually, I think it makes sense when you think about, well, it's not nothing. We don't ignore a bear growling. We just have a different response to it. And that's quite right, because a bear is a different kind yeah, of threat. Guys, those bloody bears. Again. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, so, so there's that. Um, no, but the, the other thing uh, that it prompted me to think was, well, actually, what in the natural world is only really insects that make that noise. Like these days, we find mopeds and alarms irritating. Put mopeds aside for a minute, but alarms are almost designed to, they're designed to hit our irritation zone, right? So it makes sense that an alarm is going to sound like those things that we've evolved to um, find annoying. That's the whole point of an alarm. And... um, and and so so pop music also. Well, (laughs) precisely. But that we... You know, so when we say why are insects irritating, it's like no, actually, irritating, irritating in terms of the context of is noises insects. and things is insects. We've evolved that specific emotion to deal with insects. So it does make sense. Nice. Yes. Um, we've not talked about persistence, actually. I think isn't that something as well that can be annoying? I don't, yes. don't remember hearing. I think I think Peter touched on it a little bit when he talked about lingering. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a bit. Well, okay. Um, ah, it depends what you mean by lingering. Yeah. So the effect of like mosquitoes, a mosquito bite lingers, but also the um, the the. Uh, I think in the, the moment. The, 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 yes, exactly. It's yeah. like you're. you're tr- it, it's, not, it's not there for one one second. It's there for yeah. the entirety of the and time you're trying to go back. And it ling- lingers on longer after you've dealt with it as well. Because I, yeah. I was comparing things. I was wanting to find some way of differentiating between, say, ants, which are highly tick. You know, they are on the tickly scale. They're pretty hard. You definitely don't want them in your pants. But as long as they're not sort of fire, not, they're not biting ants. So they're not fire ants or anything like that. They just are little European ants, which are small and weedy. They, um, they once they've brushed it off, the effect is gone. Mm. Composed, you know, compared to a mosquito, where you or a wasp, you have an itch or a painful. Uh, painful also, sting. ants are two D, aren't they? You, there's only two <laughs> dimensions to worry about with an ant, but with a mosquito, it goes into the. It's got the Z dimension, which is particularly annoying. Mm. The Z dimension. So, a, a, even more annoying insect would be one that could travel in four dimensions. Right. It could, it could bite just, you and then and then go back in time to <laughs> bite you yesterday. Step <laughs> step left a bit and it would be outside of our perception. Yeah. Um where are yeah. we? Are we are we time traveling mosquito? <laughs> well, you wouldn't need to time annoying. travel. It could just travel through the through higher physical dimensions. I mean, I feel like flies sort of do that because you swat where it is now, and by the time you've got you've, your thing is hit it, it's somewhere else. It does feel a bit like they well, go, they, actually, they, actually they, a, they they can see the future. They, they, they did and a study somewhere um, where, where your fly swatter on, is on on uh, mosquitoes in an enclosed area, and they found that um, out of ten thousand attempted swats, eight hundred landed. So eight percent success swatting rate. Precisely because of that, um, their ability. Well, they they have two two strategies that they employ. One is the the randomness, so you can't actually see where they're going to end up, and the um, the second is their ev- evasion. Once, uh, in fact, the the seminal study 
uh, diurnal and nocturnal mosquitoes escape looming threats using dis, uh, distinct flight strategies. Um, uh, it's a fascinating read. Yeah, uh, but they I mean, um, basically, they're Jedi. Yeah, that's right. They, but they, don't, don't they see time faster as well? Than, than 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 we do. Certainly, I think I'm sure I've seen that. Well, they're flies small. They're smaller. And pigeons do as well. Yeah, they're smaller, and they're and they're they're you know ner nerve signals are going to take much less time to yeah. activate their their you know flight response than ours can. Yeah. Um, um, we, as much as I'm reluctant to, we need to kind of move on a little bit towards. You Let's know. just talk about FBI psychological warfare. Let's. Because that's what, that's what this is. I mean, ultimately, this is the, the, the way you can use this is to irritate people with. This is how we can use this knowledge that we're unearthing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the two probably most famous times that, the, that this has been uh, employed was, um, uh, first of all, David, actually, the first instance that I've, of the two that I looked at was General, do you remember General Noriega? Yeah, Noriega, Nicaraguan playing pop guy. Like he was that. ousted, yeah. wasn't he? And then he fled to the Vatican Embassy. Mm. I thought they would be playing, now they did play, well, they didn't apparently, from what I've got written here, play like annoying noises, which I would have thought you'd go for, like a really loud drill didn't type noise. did they play noise. music? Yeah, they played um, some, apparently... Uh, songs deliberately picked for comedy value like I Fought the Law by The Clash um, which is a good song yeah Panama to by to Van Halen again, All I Want Is You by U2 and If I Had a Rocket Launcher by Bruce Coburn but also I wonder how good his English was I don't know I mean, the point is, though, rock music, I would happily sit down and listen to some of those hits. That's quite a good playlist. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks very much. Like what? But, I mean, it was very loud, and I think they played it all the time. And it, but he worked. He surrendered after three days. Um, so, you know, but the other time was David Koresh. Do you remember? He was the Waco yeah. guy. And um, while they were besieging, uh, they, they, they played um, jet planes, Tibetan chanting, the sound of rabbits being killed. Oh, my God. Gregorian chants. But then also Christmas carols. And uh, apparently one of the things I've seen was These Boots Are Made For Walking by Nancy Sinatra, which is a great song. So I don't really know what the logic And it didn't of that really is. work in that case, did it? Because... Uh, no, they had to storm it and everyone yeah. died. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I, can, I, I think no matter how good the song is after its 50th Yeah, repeat, that could be it. Like, uh, Here We Are, Merry Christmas. It's a great song. But when you're going around shopping at Christmas time, you hear it everywhere all the time and you start hating it. It's enough it. to make you set up a cult and yeah. murder all your followers. Exactly. But yeah. I think if we yeah. want to really crank up the annoyingness, what you should do is play it for a certain amount of time between 1 and 20 seconds and then start it again. Yeah. It's random yeah, each time. The first yeah. five seconds, then the first start three seconds, at a random then the first point, 11 Stop it at a random second. point yeah. with a random gap and then yeah, just keep doing yeah, that. You kind that of want definitely to, be more annoying. Yeah, you want to replicate that sort of mosquito flight movement, but... Yeah. In, in an oral sense. Um, look, we need to, I think we're ready for the moment, right? Um, which is, what is the most annoying insect? Um, yeah. According, I presume, that you're using your matrices or whatever they are, your systems. Um, should we do that? Are we ready? Yeah. Right, who wants to kick off? Well, I never actually got around to applying mine. No, right, so okay. let's, oh, you mean you haven't done it yet? No, I haven't done okay, it. Okay, you do that and I'll tell you what mine is. Go on then, you get it. It's the NTCP framework. Okay. Yeah, I, I made it up, just like Peter, but, yeah. it's, but they've got more sensible names. So I've got noise, threat, control, and prevalence, right? Noise is, as we've discussed, does it fit into that annoying noise? Yeah. Um, then we've got threat, which is, does it pose a threat? Now, this actually comprises two things, which is stinging and actual physical harm, but also hygiene. 
which I think is also, we didn't really discuss this, but one of the things that people find irritating is I would see as hygiene threats. So, for example, people picking their nose or clipping their toenails on public mm. transport, mm. for example. Um, so th there's a whole range of things that people claim to find annoying, which are really to do with sort of um, Being threats. Disgusted by yeah, yeah, disgust. So, so I've got the threat. Then control is your ability to do something about it. Mm. And um, here... Uh, well, I'll tell you in a minute how I've applied it. But basically, if you can remove the threat with relatively little effort, yeah, yeah. then it's one. But it's three if you can't do anything about it at all. Um, and then prevalence, simply how often it, it intrudes into my daily life. And although I'm not a big fan of these kind of systems analysis frameworks, what I do like is what you've done here can be applied. I can see what you've done. It's not just for insects, it's for anything, right? Yeah, we could do it to a bear, for example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bear, bear would would be actually less irritated. It would score probably three or four in total. Whereas here, um, so out of the three contenders, what's, what's more annoying, podcast hosts or uh, insects? <laughs> so I've got an instinctive answer um, to that. That's also correct. I I have in top three in order, right? But hold on, you need a name for your system. NTCP framework. That's not enough. But uh, anyway, so um, bottom of the three is mosquitoes. <laughs> Noise three, threat two, but here's the key thing, control one, right? You put the light on, you can always find the this find the bastards so and squish true. them. Um, I, they, they are top of three out of three for noise, threat only two out of three because they, I don't find mosquito bites that annoying. And they have the, they have the decency to inject you with, uh, with, and, um, Anesthetic, no, anesthetic. Okay, yeah, when yeah. they, when they, but, and and prevalence, which just I don't, you don't really get them too much in the UK. Uh, second, flies. I've identified a problem with your system. Keep going. Second, flies. Eight out of twelve. Noise two. I find the noise of a fly more annoying than the noise of a mosquito. Um, threat one. Don't really bother me. I'm not feeling threatened by a fly. Uh, control two because you can squat, can swat them, but it's not as easy as with a mosquito. Prevalence three. They're everywhere. There's not a weekend goes by without me being invaded by a fly. Mm. Top of the list, 11 out of 12 wasps. Mm. Um, noise three, I find them the most annoying noise. It's angry and aggrieved. They sound aggrieved, which they've no right to be because they're the ones trying to steal my food, for yeah, example. Yeah. Um, threat three, because they can actually harm me, as well as actually stealing my stuff, which is what makes me so angry with wasps. Control three, because they're, you can't, you cannot swat a wasp. Um, and the worst thing is if you do ever kill a wasp, you'll find that it's all its mates turn up. Mm. And finally, prevalence only two. This is where the wasp falls down It depends slightly. on the summer. Um, what what does? Well, maybe, yeah. I mean, obviously... Some summers, they're everywhere. Mm. If you take prevalence out of, the, out, out of there, that will give you a sort of proximate score. So if there was one in the room, what would be mo most annoying? Wasps would easily score top for me. Um, but no, I can't say... See, I mean, if I'm encountering flies more often, then it's fair that I find them more annoying. But... So, yeah, I'd say the wasp, that accords with my intuition. The wasp, to me, is the most uh, evil and unpleasant of God's great creations. Mm, mm, um, mm, mm. Um, I like the way my prediction is coming true, by the way. Um, and I think this also goes back to that podcast about adventure. Um, I don't think you've been on enough adventures, Nick. I've been, I've been to mosquito-ridden so, countries a lot. Really? Because one of the things about mosquitoes is... If but their prevalence would go up, get then, rid of right? Them. And, yeah, and then as, they, they, as, at the time, yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying, for which one would I rank high? It's like, what's more annoying, right? What What's more annoying uh, or more of a problem in my daily life? 
um, meteor strikes mm. or cars. Well, meteor strikes are worse. Mm. And if one was about to happen, I'd definitely rather contend with a car than a meteor mm. strike. I, see, I, I think prevalence a, should be probably like a multiplying factor because like loads of mosquitoes around is is really annoying. It makes it makes everything else more annoying. I so I think what we're talking about is not a mosquito, but this is mosquitoes en masse is yeah. what I'm trying to talk about. Is which species is the yeah. worst. Yeah. Not which particular individual insect yeah. is the worst, which is going to give you a different a different answer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there we are. Okay, uh, interesting. Um, who wants to go next? Uh, well, I've I've scored um, wasps, mosquitoes, mosquitoes, ants, and flies. Oh, ants. I, yeah. Okay, as a control, I as guess. As a control, uh, yeah, because yeah. they're pretty low, low annoyingness. Now, my frame rate doesn't quite. So I so then they come out first. I won't go into the details, but for, uh, I'll just pick out some highlights. But uh, wasps and mosquitoes score equally, right? Which feels about right. Then, then ants, then flies, least annoying. Now, I, I think my framework needs a bit of work. I was going to say, if a humble ant can out-annoyingness yeah. of fly, that's quite Well, the, the ant scores very highly on the um, tickliness scale. Um, uh, and also is, eating all your jam. Yeah. So it's, it's, the, it's the tickliness and the annoyingness of it, eating the jam. is the, the kind of like ruining the picnic, you know, crawling all over food, which has, it has a sort of mm. a fairly high... A relatively high impact. Um, I've had more picnics ruined, it's very ruined by wasps than ants. Yeah, it's true. Ants. I mean, well, wasps, you just kill it, it's done. No. Yeah, but there's loads of them and they're no. difficult to kill. Yeah. And they might hurt you when you're trying to kill them, which the ants... Yeah, you can't. It's, I've had... You know. I've, there's been a, one particular time when we were in a really nice little spot with a burger van and stuff up in uh, Denmark. Beautiful, mm. you know, lake side place we got but we got like uh ch chicken nuggets and chips and was settling down on and there's no one else around and we were like why is nobody else around and then it became obvious because the wasps then appeared and attacked and we just had to retreat to our car yeah and eat it in the car it's so depressing that happened to me in sardinia with pizza them. it was like a horror movie yeah um, um so, so uh so an ant, ant isn't going to beat you back to your car no but it will it will do if you if it does the same thing that the wasps did if it crawls all over the picnic blanket you're gonna have to go right same effect so the sort of they, their scores roughly similar as a wasp. Um, so uh, the flies score quite low because once it's gone, it's gone. There's no lingering effect, um, and also it, it apart from the a noise, it's, it doesn't really do much else to you. So it's got a very low kind of Agreed. negative impact Agreed. thing to you. So it scores quite quite low on that. Um, whereas wasps, mosquitoes, both have pretty high, you know, relatively high lingeringness because it's painful to last for a while. Um, and uh, relatively high sort of tickliness, i.e. The, the impact scale, and um, relatively high uh, sort of unignorability. Oh, right. You know, you can't you can't just ignore a wasp when it's no. around you because it's because it, it might get even though you're on, meant to. They're front and center. Might get caught in your when you want between your your second chin and and, and yeah. give you a sting. So mm. well, I yeah, I mean it's uh. I, uh, curiously though, if a wasp landed on a chip and I shoot it away, I'd still eat the chip. But if a fly landed on a chip, I'd be I'd feel a bit funny about eating wasps. Because tend not to, to be as filthy. On dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing we haven't quite talked about enough, especially in, in in what you were talking about there, is we're sometimes talking about a wasp, an ant. But we've talked about it a bit. But it's thing about insects tends they to be swarm. a lot of them. They right? swarm. Um, so what came out top? Did you say? Uh, w wasps and mosquitoes yeah. equally high. Okay, Chris. 
Uh, yeah, so for me, um, one of the things, I've got very similar frameworks to these guys, but the main thing that differs, I think, is the perception of malevolence uh, mm. or, or, or malice or, you know, they're doing this got it in deliberately, yeah. uh, which WASPs score very, very highly on. They, they, and, and I have this sense that WASPs are probably more sentient than they actually are. But I, I kind of looked into it a bit, and they're actually, to say their, their brains are the size of a grain, grain of rice, uh, similar to a honeybee, they, they are um, apparently display lots more types of reasoning than, than uh, bees do, mm -hmm. because they l exhibit more um, sophisticated sort of cultural uh, behaviors. Um, Go to the opera. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, no, they, they um, apparently they because they live in um, hierarchical societies in, in, in bees, uh, bee colonies. There's one queen bee. That's it. Everybody bows down to the queen bee in wasps. They have to have a dominance hierarchy, a pecking order. And so they're capable of this thing called transitive inference, which is like if if, you know, Fraser can beat up. Peter, yeah. but Peter can beat up Nick. They then work out that yeah. Fraser can beat beat up uh, Nick. You see, so they're they're able they to have different class. They're different types of wasps, like there are with ants. You have uh, well, there 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 are, but essentially there are lots of reproductive females of the same kind, and they all have to work out who's who's oh, queen okay, queen right. wasp. Uh, anyway, so um, that's uh, uh, so I ended up kind of actually um, slightly admiring the, the the wasp, even though it's it's terrible it's like one of those it's like an evil genius kind of thing so i thought well i can't really find that that annoying um and uh so i i introduced a new uh insect which was the uh earwig um now i didn't really know why an earwig was called an earwig until i spent a night in a tent trying to go to sleep uh and every time i drifted off there was an earwig in my ear waking me up again um, and uh, yeah, so um, that was really, really annoying. It led to a sleepless night. God, yeah, um, I didn't. I, I thought that was a myth. Yeah, well, um, I can confirm that it isn't. So the earwig. The earwig is your most annoying. If you're trying to go to sleep in a tent. Yeah, is I bet the listeners didn't didn't see that. Didn't one see coming. that coming. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Um, all right. It's quite, it's quite. It's quite situational then. Uh, yes. Your 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 assessment. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I like the newfound respect you have for for your um, opponent, the wasp. Yeah. Um, okay, we we need to finish. We should be. We should also just say that we are referring to the yellow and black particular type of wasp. Yellow jackets. Yeah. Yellow yeah. jackets. Vul there vulgar vulparis. Something I think. like that. Yeah. And because uh, uh, there are lots of different types of wasps, you wouldn't even know were wasps. They just go about their business. Yeah, yeah. That's I true. think what makes uh, what makes a wasp a wasp is that they are predatory. Uh, yeah. predi they predate other insects. I think that's, picnic. That's, that's yeah. That's one of the other reasons I think for their more sophisticated behaviour and so on. Once tried to save a wasp, what do you think happened? And you don't need to answer that. Probably stang stang you. Yeah, yeah. Wrote you a letter of thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I feel justified in, in, in what I said earlier on, more, apart from um, Chris's sort of outlier there. Um, you think we're going to finish, right? We're not. Super quick question. You're only allowed a more or less one word answer. Best insect? Bee. Bee. Yeah, bee. Ant. Ant. Bee. Bee going with bees. I'm all totally on bees. A frog. Right. <laughs> all right. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop there. Um, no, it's got to be. It's got to be um, either a butterfly or, or or ladybird, probably. I think. Right. We'll stop there. Um, 
Okay, so it's, I think we've, you know, give that a good thrashing. Worst insect, most annoying insect. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Chris Ragg, Nick Hare, and Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.